what is going on grinders it's chief we are in the building it is take your pick em. it is tuesday august 8 2023 and we are here to discuss today's pick em slate if you caught yesterday's show we were one pick away from the sweep and it was spencer strider that let us down against the pittsburgh pirates of all people uh that is okay today is a new day it's been a great month and you know what you know what else folks it's time for winning words of wisdom and i found one this morning that i thought was was really good exceptional even and this one is actually coming from a former president, Lyndon B. Johnson. And this is, what, this is what he says. Yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. Perhaps Lyndon B. Johnson was a sports better. I'm kidding. But I think the greater point rings true, right? You can't hang on to yesterday's failures. Watch this. You can't even hang on to yesterday's successes. You've got to get that out of your mind, stay even keel, and continue to push forward, keep that positive mindset, pushing forward all the time. Don't get caught up in what's behind you. Get caught up in what's in front of you. Uh, grab the bull by the horns. Life is yours for the taking. All right, let's go over yesterday's results. And our monthly results, as always, Jeff, good morning. Thanks for joining the show. Longtime listener, Jeff comes in about every morning. We appreciate you. I'm hoping Boom and the crew will be in shortly. So we're going over yesterday's results. On the month, we are 15, 4, and 1 in terms of the pick'em stuff. Yesterday, we had Mr. Lopez, Pablo Lopez, facing Detroit Tigers. We wanted more than seven strikeouts. We were able to get that one. We had Freddie Peralta at eight strikeouts and 40 and a half fantasy points. We were able to get that one. And then we had Strider. We wanted more than nine strikeouts. We took the L there. So we got three plays correct yesterday. One did not come to, to come to fruition. And that puts us on the month at 15, 4, and 1. Tyler, good morning, my brother. Guess what? If you've been following the show, I think you've been making a little money. And hopefully we're going to continue to put money in your pockets today. Folks, I've got one of my really, really, really good friends in the industry. We don't just talk at RG. We talk even on our personal devices via texting or vocally. And that's my good friend, Nick, the commish. What is going on, my brother? I'm so glad to have you on. Chief, I'm so glad to be here, man. It's It's been forever since we've done any content together. Yeah, for sure. Like I think I think we mentioned it pre-show. Uh, the last time we actually did like pure content was was probably uh, food for thought, which is coming up real soon. <laughs> so I'm sure uh, we'll have you we'll have you back in the building, myself and Luch as well. But uh, hey, tell tell the people a little bit about yourself, just in case they may not know you. I I, I dropped a little something in the prop shop so they understood this man is bringing the heat all the time and that was you know on our sister site scores and odds i think if i'm not mistaken nick is 19 and 3 over the past 30 days so like if you've been tailing him you've been making money i mean he's just blowing my my meager 22 and 6 over the past month out of the water 82 percent hit rate between the both of us over the past month over there that's our sister site but tell the people a little bit about yourself and then we'll uh we'll get into some plays yeah, hey, we're on the same team, Chief. So 19 and 3, 22 and 6, or 41 and 9 as a duo, right? So yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I appreciate you having me on. People who don't know me, obviously I work at RG. I do some stuff with scores and odds as well. Like Chief mentioned, it, it's our sister site, a lot of great guys over there. But uh also the director of operations for the Cleveland Whitecaps is a baseball academy in Northeast Ohio. So 
I live, breathe, eat all, all day, every day is baseball, uh, d- doing what I do. So yeah. that's the majority of what I do. I do some content, you know, I'm, I'm in the discord over at R- RG with all the guys as well, but it's mostly sports. It's mostly sports betting and, and then real baseball. That's, that's my life day yeah. to day. Yeah. And you guys don't even want to know some of the conversations Nick and I have got into about actual baseball. Uh, we can nerd out a little bit, but I love it. It's, it's what we do. So, uh, Nick, I mean, we're going to go ahead and try to comb through the board and, and try to put these people on a few plays to hopefully help them, you know, give them some plays to build around, give them some plays to make some money. Where's your head at today? And kind of what are, what are you thinking about with what we have on the board? Well, I've really been liking these these hitter strikeout squares on prize picks, these, these yeah. less than a half. Like Luis Matos, one of my favorites to target. He cashed again last night made contact every single time he came up to the plate. He was only striking out 4% of his plate appearances against left-handed pitching this year. I think those splits are really key when you're looking at things like this. I think tonight, two guys who have pretty good matchups, Stephen Kwan, Jose Ramirez, both over there on the, the Cleveland Guardians. You go less than a half hitter strikeout for both of them. They're facing, you say, Kikuchi, but you look at the K rate for both of these guys, it's phenomenal. Uh, Stephen Kwan, even though he's left-handed, actually striking out a, a little bit less frequently against lefties than he is against righties this year. I think it's a good spot for him. He's seen the ball relatively well right now. Jose Ramirez striking out a little bit more against left-handed pitching this year than against righties. But when I say a little bit more, still only 12.2% of yeah. his plate appearances overall, 99th percentile in K rate overall this season for Jose Ramirez. Both of these guys, I think you can trust them to put the ball in play each time they come up tonight. Yeah. I, I like that call, man. Like, Low strikeout guys, they just tend to get it, get it, get it there for you. And like, you don't think about how low it is until you realize they go four and five at bats every night with no strikeouts. And then they'll do that over the course of a week. Um, so, so for instance, and, I, and I'm saying this just to kind of support what you're saying from a real life perspective. Uh, another guy that comes to mind is Luis Arias, which he's not probably har- hardly ever going to hit the board uh, because his K rate is so low. But I think I saw, if I'm not mistaken, um, Luis Castillo. I think he struck out Luis Arias in Seattle one night, and I was shocked. Like that, when you have guys like that where they actually strike out and you're shocked, that's how you know that their K rates are low. And that's how I think we feel about Quan. That's how we feel about Ramirez. When guys have 10 and sub 10% K rates, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's very far and few in between. And then especially when they're facing like, like a coochie's all over the place anyway, like he'll be, you know, Matt Scherzer one game and the next game he's Zach Grinky. Like he, <laughs> he's kind of a mixed bag, but once again, if, if you stick with these hitters, like you said, uh, I think, I think they're going to yield good results. So that's two from the guardians right out of the gate. Uh, one of the ones that I want to bring up, this one is, um, this one is actually going to be on, on underdog as long as they haven't changed it. That's J.P. Sears. They, they've got him at 26 and a half fantasy points, and they do use basically a version of FanDuel scoring. Um, the only difference is they give you five points for the quality start and five points for the win. That's the only difference. Other than that, everything's identical to uh, to FanDuel, and I think that's a tall order for, to fa- for facing the Texas Rangers. I mean, we just saw him face the Dodgers recently, and I think this is a similar type of situation where – He's not going to have as many strikeouts as you think, and this team should be able to score runs. Now, it's baseball. Anything can happen. But at 26.5 fantasy points in my mind, and sometimes I like to create a narrative, uh, and there are projections that will you know 
kind of calculate all this for you. But in my mind, I don't think he goes six innings, so I don't think he gets the quality start. I think he gives up at least three runs, and I don't think he gets more than five strikeouts. So if that's the case, when we're saying less than six innings, less than five strikeouts, giving up at least three runs, if you do the quick math, you'll see he's he's absolutely going to be under 26 and a half. And I'll do uh, the quick math here for you. Let's say he goes – let's even say he goes 16 pitching outs. Let's say he goes right over – Right over five, 16 pitching outs. He gets four strikeouts. That's 12. Um, he gives up three runs. That has him at 19 fantasy points. Like I just, in my mind, I just don't see him covering 26 and a half. So I want less than that projection on underdog. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat for Grayson Rodriguez, where he's at 30 and a half fantasy points facing Houston. And look, you know, Grayson. He does have some strikeout stuff. Don't get me wrong. But Houston's they're a tough team now with Altuve back and Tucker back and 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 Bregman hitting better and Alvarez back. And even Jose Abreu's been hitting better over the past month. The K rate has come down. Still not hit for a lot of power, but the K rate has come down. They, they've just become a nuisance and a problem offense uh for, for a young guy that's still having some control issues. Like we saw him pitch the other night in Toronto. And he was pitching well, uh, didn't have a lot of strikeouts early, but was pitching well. And then in the last two innings, he got the strikeouts, but then just walked three guys out of nowhere, just out of nowhere. If you do that with Houston, I think you're going to have serious issues at 30 and a half uh, fantasy points. Do I think Grayson can get the five, six strikeouts? Yes. I still think he's going to give up three runs. I'm not sure if he makes it six innings, uh, if he's inefficient with his pitches. Uh, I, I don't think he makes it six, so I don't think he gets the quality start points. I don't know if Baltimore will win this game. He could get the win. Like, this is a kind of a toss-up. But I don't think he gets the quality start points. I think he gives up the runs. I think Houston can get to him at 30 and a half. I think it's just a touch too high. Those are my two from underdog, uh, along with what Nick has, you know, in terms of on prize picks, we've got uh, Ramirez and Quan at a half strikeout. We want less than those projections. Uh, I, I agree with those on Nick. Nick, how do you feel about my two? And then let's kind of plug a, a couple more in if you have them. Yeah, I think the Sears one I like a lot. You look at even even if you take the most favorable data cut available for Sears right now, you could look at his last six starts. He has a 315 ERA, but in that span, he's allowing a ton of hard contact, a ton of barrels. His, his FIP in that span is over two full runs higher than his ERA, suggesting a lot, a lot of imminent negative regression there. So I think that makes a ton of sense. Grayson Rodriguez, I like this kid long term. So anytime someone picks on him, even though you're not picking on him, but it it, it, it gets to me a little bit because I really like him long term. Since he's been back in the big leagues, I think his sequencing has been a little bit better. He's throwing more strikes, but like you said, still multiple walks in each of those instances. When you're facing a good team and you're giving them free base runners, things tend to fall apart pretty quickly. And it only takes one bad inning. To have one to have one bad start, right? He could and be that's, great for that's five. What he had. Yeah, yeah. So, I th- I think both of those make a ton of sense, man. It's uh, I I hate to say it with Grayson, but he's gonna get there. He's gonna get. Oh there. yeah, he's yeah. No, no. I, I, I like him long term as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm for sure. I, I for sure like Grayson as well. I just think he, he, So I, I I use this term from time to time, like professional hitters and professional offenses. Like Houston's a, just a professional hitting team. Like. Yeah. They're going to make it tough on you long-term. Like, even if you get through an inning quickly, like, by the time you come back to the top of this order, they've gathered so much information 
within the, the first nine at-bats. Like it, it, They're just going to make it tough on you. By the time you get to the third time through the order, like they're going to punish you if you haven't like if you're not really pitching well that day. And so yeah. I, you know, that that's the only reason why with Grace, I think he's young and uh, I'm, I'm with you. He has been better since he's come back up. The but walks are still point. a problem. But it's a good point that you make about a team like Houston being so professional, right? I think that's a good word that you used. And you look at someone like Grayson and it's not uncommon for young pitchers or even some veteran pitchers, but first time through the order, Grayson Rodriguez, 116 whip. Second time through the order jumps up to 152. Third time through the order, a 267 whip. So right. you can see every time through the order, he's allowing a lot more traffic on the base pass. And again, if you're if you're allowing free base runners, then it just takes one one nice at bat from Jordan Alvarez, one nice bat from Altuve, Kyle Tucker, whoever it is, and all of a sudden two or three runs are in. It's tough to get to that number, which I'm with you. I, the less than or the under, I think, makes sense in that spot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, that's where I'm at. Those are those are kind of a couple of my ones that I, I really like on underdog that I want to talk about today. I will throw some stuff in the prop shop. You got anything else for the people? No, I mean, I think like just one piece of advice is so at least on prize picks, these squares, these hitter strikeout squares, they don't give you everybody every single day. They don't let you pick from any single player in baseball. But like Luis Matos, anytime that you see him, this guy, his last 20 plus games. Since July 17th, he's only struck out in one, two, three, in five of those games. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a guy where any time you get a hitter strikeout square for him, less than a half. Masataka Yoshida, same thing, less than a half. J-Ram, pretty much any time he shows up, less than a half. Like, I think the I, it's a market that I didn't look at at all last year. And now it, I've been having a ton of su- success on 12-1 and one last 13 on those plays. Like, it just – if you pick those matchups right, it it can be it can be really profitable. Bryson Stotts, another one. Like these high contact guys, especially the guys who aren't big names, yeah. they tend not to be looked at as closely. I would say, like Luisa Rise, everybody like you'll never see him for less than never. a half on, on prize picks. But these guys who don't have as big of names, or guys like J Ram, who are often thought of as power hitters, who are actually really good contact hitters as well, usually worth a roll of the dice. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you 100%. Uh, let's see. I think I'm, I might plug in one more. Um, and this is one that I kind of found earlier. And I I think what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm targeting the matchup. And, and, and look, this, this is probably going to be one of my most suspect plays uh, of the season. But I think it's worth it. I, it's Wade Miley. He's facing Colorado. I just this lineup. I, I I can't stress enough how bad this Colorado lineup has been since all of the changes, and and some of the changes aren't on the organization, like Blackman and Bryant being on the IL. That's not their fault. Um, you know, Crone and, and Grichik being shipped out of town is just it, it's part of the business. But this lineup for for the for the Colorado Rockies, like if you just if you just sit back and look at it, and I'm not saying that. What I'm not saying is Wade Miley is some elite strikeout pitcher. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this lineup is bad. On the season right now, Jerks and Profar, 15%. He's one of their lowest, and Elias Diaz at 16. Tovar, 32. McMahon, 33. Brendan Rogers, 33. Montero, 42. Toglia, 48. Doyle, 42. And some of these guys have just come up. And then if you look at the last 30 days, it's pretty much about the same because a lot of these guys have just come up. When you've got a team where over half of the guys are over 30%, 
like any reasonable pitcher is just going to pick up strikeouts. I, I think Wade Miley has enough. He's not in Colorado. He's at home. I at four and a half, I'm going to roll the dice on Wade Miley today. That's not what I'm going to attack and just lock into every card. But I think, let's say, if you were thinking about it like DFS, if you had five opportunities, I think I'd have him in at least one. Um, let's say exposure twenty percent. But I, this team's just striking out too much for me to not take a shot with Wade Miley at four and a half. Um, and, and even for him, just to support that, his past 30 days, he's got a 32.5% K rate. Now, it's Wade Miley. He could easily turn into a pumpkin today. I know this, but the Rockies are bad right now. Yeah, each of the last seven left-handed starters to face the Rockies have recorded at least five strikeouts. That includes guys uh, like Stephen Matz, J.P. Sears, Patrick Corbin, guys who aren't. Right, right. They, they, are, they aren't the creme de la creme when you're no. talking about guys with swing and miss stuff. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that, that's where we are today, folks. So, uh, in terms of our recap, first of all, listen, the commission. I'm telling you, one of my, one of my, I mean, really good friends. Uh, just so glad to have him as a friend in the industry and just bounce ideas, talk through things. Sometimes just talk about real life, talk about baseball without the the, the props and the DFS. So, Nick, th- thanks again, man, for coming on. Uh, just really appreciate your support and, and your ability to come on and talk through a few things with the people. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Hopefully we'll be able to do this more often. You know, I, yeah. all the feelings, I'll throw them right back at you guys. Like, be here every single day for Chief's show. Check him out in the prop shop. Get him on SAO. If, if he's on a show anywhere, you know, he's usually got some smart things to say. We had the Daily Wisdom again this morning. It's a nice way to start the day. And he's probably going to help you make a lot of money, too, which is always a nice side effect. I, I hope so, because that's what I want to do. All right, folks, we're going to go over our recap, and we'll get you out of here. So Nick's got the two strikeout squares for you. He's got Quan. He's got uh, Jose Ramirez at half strikeout. We want less than that projection. Over on underdog, we've got J.P. Sears at 26.5 fantasy points. We want less than that projection. We've got Grayson Rodriguez at 30.5 fantasy points. We want less than that projection. Then across all sites, we've got Wade Miley at 4.5 strikeouts. We want more than that projection facing the Colorado Rockies. Folks, this has been Take Your Pick'em. I'm Chief. Come in with your pockets empty. Leave with your pockets full. Let's get the sweep. I'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.